and he spent the night in prayer. Then he chose the 12, whom he also named apostles. <clears throat> Here we have the Son of God, who became incarnate, and he spends the whole night in communion with the Father in prayer. What was the dialogue between Jesus, the Son of God, and the Father? We are not able to grasp, but the love between the Father and the Son was there. And then the mission, the mission that Jesus received from the Father. Here I am, I have come to do your will. As the Father has sent me, so I sent you. The dialogue between Jesus and the Father was a dialogue of the very mission, the very purpose, the very goal for which the Lord became one of us, to manifest in human way the truth of who God is, the great love that the Father has for us, the truth that he wishes us to be saved, to be transformed, to be divinized, to be sanctified. This is the Father's will. And this is something that for us as human beings, it seems like it's just too good to be true. We're not able to grasp the fullness of what we shall be like. We are not able to grasp intellectually, even through our imagination, that goes beyond us, what God has prepared for those who love him. So that's the mission of Christ. And this is the mission that Jesus wished to entrust to his disciples. But out of all of them, he chose the 12 for a specific mission, and he named them the 12, as we are have the list today, for a specific mission, for the specific purpose, for a specific goal, is to bring forth that fullness of life that God wishes to have, that he wishes us to have, and that they are to, to transmit, to continue in the mission of Christ. That's, that's what it's all about, and that's why it's so extraordinary here. When we listen to what God has done for us, it's, you know, sometimes we think what God would do, you know, say, well, is it possible for God to do so and so? Sure, God is God, wants us to have the best. And so this is the way he chose. He chose the 12 to represent him. So who are the 12? Who are they? They come from different walks of life, zealots and faithful and, you know, and this, and including Judas who betrayed him, you know, Peter with his temperament. He chose all of them. Chose kind of not exactly a cookie cutter type of disciples. He chose every one of them with so many different ideas, backgrounds, because he chooses everyone. He wants everyone to be saved, not only a certain type of people, he wants everyone to be saved. And so the variety of personalities which the, the disciples represent, but they have one mission, and that mission is to be witnesses to Christ, eyewitnesses. They also, not only did they witness with their eyes, but they heard with their ears. They saw the example. So what are they, their, their witness of Christ, his witness to his words, what he uttered, witness to his actions, witness to his mission. 
And part of that mission, that charismatic, which is the, the proclamation itself, is that they were able to teach the truth. And that truth contained in the person of Christ, not only what he said, but who he was. So they saw him as teaching, preaching, healing, but they also saw him dying, carrying of the cross, offering himself on our behalf. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And trust my soul to the Father and trust my very being to the Father. But then we see also, and they help witness his resurrection, his ascension, and he return. And then in the promise that he'll come back, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So it's, it's the promise that Jesus gave. These are the witnesses, and these are the witnesses. And so this is what they have. They transmitted faith. They transmitted the truth. They transmitted also the actions of Jesus. Eucharist is an action that took place on, on, on the Passover meal, the Holy Thursday for us. And so they transmitted that as well. They transmitted also not only that, but the gift of forgiveness of sin, receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you shall forgive are forgiven them. Whose sin you shall retain are retained. These are the, the, the apostolic witness. They saw this, they heard it. The, the significance for us is powerful because in disciples and their successors, are able to forgive sins. The disciples and their successors are able to make this bread and wine, the body and blood of Christ. Do this in memory of me. Do this. He gives us witness. He gives us an assignment. Also, uh, the capacity to heal in ways that sometimes we cannot grasp, but healing spiritual and then many times also physical healing. And this is the, what the Lord has entrusted to the church. This is what the Lord has entrusted to us. It's so extraordinary, we cannot fully grasp what God has given us. Can we grasp what divine life is all about? God's special gifts, when we see everything in our humanity, we see our, 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 our limited nature, we see our sinfulness, we see our small-mindedness. You know, our, our selfishness, we see all this, and we see not only our, in ourselves, but we see in others. And, and we say, well, we have become baptized, we're baptized, we go to church, and there's still some, there's so many of these small things in, in us, which, you know, kind of make and discourage us, and especially, you know, within leadership of the church, or with leadership in a community of faith, or even in our world of politics, of, of people who are professing to be Christians, we see the small-minded. Mindedness. We see there that, you know, the, 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 the poverty of, 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 of the, the ability to be, to be truly holy. And yet, and yet, God does not say enough is enough. He says, no, my enough will never be until one day that you're saved. Because God wants us to save us. God wants us to be with him, no matter what. Every time we confess our sins, every time we acknowledge our wrongdoing, every time we ask for forgiveness, God forgives us. Every time we say, help me, because I'm so dragged down by everything, so discouraged by things, everything is futile. Because, you know, evil one wants to make sure that he takes away our hope. 
and that, you know, it doesn't matter what we do. No, it matters. Every act of prayer, every act of, of, of uh, turning back to the Lord bestows upon us that which an eye has not seen, an ear has not heard, nor has it ever entered in imagination of human beings what God has prepared for those who love him. And I have to say this, that the Catechism of the Catholic Church speaks of this, you know, the gift of, of the Lord choosing the apostles, but also speaks of the apostolic preaching. What is this? The church is one, holy, and apostolic. As we know, this is part of our creed. That means that we continue, the church continues in a, a, the, the transmission of faith through the apostolic succession. And he says, Christ the Lord, in whom the entire revelation of the Most High God is summed up, commanded the apostles to preach the gospel, which had been promised beforehand by the prophets, and which he fulfilled in his own person and promulgated with his own lips. And that's number, eight, number 75 from the Catholic Catechism of Catholic Church. In preaching the gospel, they were to communicate the gifts of God to all people. This gospel was to be the source of all saving truth and moral discipline. And so, 76, in keeping with the Lord's command, the gospel was handed on in two ways, orally, by the apostles who handed on, by the spoken word of their preaching, by the example they gave, by the institutions they established, what they themselves had received, whether from the lips of Christ, from his way of life and his works, or whether they had learned, learned it at the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And of course, in writing by those apostles, another man associated with the apostles who under the inspiration of the same spirit, committed the message of salvation in writing. See, the apostolic tradition is the scripture, is the word of God, it's written, it's com communicated to us, not only in the Bible itself, but also the tradition. And tradition like celebrating the Eucharist is a tradition, but this is an imitation of Jesus, of the Last Supper, in order that the full and living gospel might always be preserved in the church, the apostles left bishops as their successors. They gave them their own position of teaching authority. Indeed, the apostolic preaching, which is expressed in a special way in the inspired books, was to be preserved in a continuous line of succession until the end of time. So we have this transmission, this self-communication of God which it continues to be with us. And, and then also in our, in the catechism, which is numbers 850, 859, 860, which speaks of the apostolic mission in a, in a special way. It is something that the Lord desired from the very beginning. Jesus unites them to the mission he received from the Father as the Son can do nothing of his own accord, but receives everything from the Father who sent him. So those whom Jesus sends can do nothing apart from him, from whom they receive both the mandate for their mission and the power to carry it out. Christ's apostles knew that they were called by God as ministers of the new covenant, servants of God, ambassadors for Christ, servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. And so this is what they do, the apostolate of the church. And this is where we are. Not only what the disciples received and the 12 in a special way, 
but also all their successors, and that includes us. What is the apostolic, uh, what is the apostle of the church? And of course, this is what it is, that all members of the church share in this mission, though in various ways the Christian vocation is of its nature a vocation to the apostolate as well. Indeed, we call on, we call an apostolate every activity of mystical body that aims to spread the kingdom of Christ over the earth. Christ sent by the Father is the source of the church's whole apostolate. Does the fruitfulness of the apostolate for ordained ministers as well for all lay people clearly depends on the vital union with Christ. And so it is very beautiful to read if you have a chance, you know, look at the uh, index on the apostle, apostles or apostles of the church in the Catholic Catechism. There's beautiful reflections. But the key element here is this. We're not able to do it on our own. It has to be in union with Christ. That is being in communion with him, personal relationship, where it becomes becomes for us an empowering gift that God gives, because without him, we can't do nothing. And you know, this is why St. Paul was so upset with the Corinthians today. If we look at the early readings, he says, realize what God has given to you in Christ. Realize what Christ has given. And the Corinthians are kind of, you know, they've diminished everything. They're, you know, just like yesterday, you know, we heard of, of you know, they want to be so tolerant that well, whatever you wish, you know, you, you have become a new creation, of course, in Christ, then you can do whatever you wish. But it is not so, St. Saint Paul says to them, no, you have to live your faith. It has to be found manifested in works. It has to be manifested in your activity, your attitudes, how you are, how caring you are. Um, you know, the faith and morals. But today he continues and he says, look, how is it possible you, whom God has chosen to inherit the kingdom, that you'll be the judges of all peoples of this earth because you'll judge through the eyes of Christ, through the eyes of God's mercy and love. How is it possible that you, you become so entangled in your relationships and difficulties? You take people to court, you know, and, and you know, you take your fellow Christians to court instead of being able to settle on your own, you're not able to do that. You go to pagan judges and the pagan judges are supposed to decide who you're, you know, who's, who's right, who's wrong. And so that's why he's saying for St. Paul, he says he can't believe, he says, can you grasp the gift that God has given to you? The grasp the gift that Christ has brought to you, can you grasp? And they don't seem to, and he says, then this is what you do. You can't resolve your difficulties among yourselves. You have to go to pagan judges who judge completely on a different category. And you, know, and, and you allow yourselves to be fools. You're supposed to be example. You're supposed to be the leaven that transforms the society. And you yourself look like everybody else. You know, in this litigious society, like here in the States, we have the same problem, just like Corinthians. You know, we can't settle. We cannot live the gospel. We cannot even follow the... The, the, the recommendation of, of, of our Lord, how to resolve issues. First of all, go to the person, you know, discuss among yourself, reconcile with one, one another. If, if they don't listen, then to bring somebody else with you, a witness, you know, so that he may help you out. If not, then bring it to the church. This is how to resolve issues rather than, than through litigations. You know, the reason is that since Christians don't live as Christians, no wonder. 
that's why that's why things are like that. Uh, they they occur and they and they they um, they're a part of our you know daily society. But nonetheless, this isn't what this is not what the Lord wished. And so instead, and Saint Saint Peter, I'm sorry, Saint Paul goes even further. He says, yes. Why not rather put up with indulgence, injustice? Jesus did. Jesus died for us. He was innocent. He was pure, and yet he was crucified for us. He embraced it. So why not? Why not follow the Lord, imitate Him? Uh, because this is what He did. Why not rather put up with injustice? Why not rather let yourselves be cheated? Instead, you inflict injustice and cheat. And you know, on your brothers and sisters. And then he continues, who will inherit the kingdom, the greatness of the greatness gifts, the great gifts that God gives. And it's obviously those who open themselves to the movement of grace to follow Jesus, ask the Holy Spirit to transform and guide them. Because he says, do not be deceived. You know, fornicators, idolatrous and adulterous and or boy prostitutes, sodomites and thieves and greedy and drunkards and slanders and robbers, will they inherit the kingdom? He says, no, they have a hard time unless they, they change, unless they change because God is merciful and he can always forgive. And this is why he says, this is what some of you used to be from those categories of, of, of Saint, uh, that St. Paul mentions. But now you have been washed clean. You were sanctified. You're justified. So remain. Remain faithful to him. Maybe then today, as we continue with the sacred liturgy, whereby we see, first of all, the greatness of the gifts that God wishes to bestow upon us. And we see our human brokenness. We see our human limitations. And then, you know, and, and, and we don't live out that faith fully but the one he can, who can do so because we are not able to do on our own, but the one who is able to offer us assistance, he does. And it's through prayer, through the Eucharist, it is through confessions, it is through the gifts that God gives us, special spiritual gifts, that we're able to do so more and more. And then not only that, but he also wants to empower us to help others to see, to know, to live out the gospel. He is giving us these gifts. He has empowered, as you remember, what he gave the power to the apostles to heal, to forgive, to make Eucharist, you know, to, 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 to be able to, to bring the reality of the Eucharist, especially with his living presence, be given to us, you know, the true body and blood. He gave us all these gifts. So now we are to allow those gifts to mature to develop, to strengthen us from within, to transform us, as St. Paul says, sanctify us, then not only we, we ourselves will be able to enter the portals of the kingdom because of his mercy and love, but also we enable many to enter with us, especially our families, our loved ones, because, you know, uh, we can't just let them go. Our love will prevent us from just having people says, well, I don't care what happens to my son or daughter, my friend. No, we have to, we have to help them too. And Jesus says, even the enemies, we don't want them to go to hell either. 
We don't want them to experience separation forever. So even our enemies we have to pray for. This is the admission of Christ. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. As the Father has given me the gift of the kingdom, so I hand it on to you. As the Father gave the power to enable to transform through the Holy Spirit that reality which is we are and things around us, so we also have this power of the Holy Spirit within us. He can give it to us. And with Jesus in our hearts, through faith and through the sacrament, we we shall be able to accomplish all this and attain that fullness of joy in his kingdom. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.